0: Okay.
1: From Y01
2: Radio's Live Lounge, this is The Doctor, The Therapist and The Coach, with your host, Gemma Taylor. Well hello, Dr Angela and Colette, welcome. Hello, hello. hello. Y01 Studio in Goodrum Gate, The Live Lounge, we are back for another podcast. How have you been, Angela?
1: I've been on holiday.
2: (laughs) well and how are you now?
1: I'm realising how busy I am usually.
2: (laughs) Isn't it? I was just saying before we came on air the holiday brain is a real thing.
1: It took me a week
2: to leave work brain behind and then I haven't really left it behind and it's been really
1: hard coming back to work. Really?
2: Yeah. It's it's one of those things that I think that when you book your holiday time, you need to establish when you book your, you know, your, your trip away, how long is it going to take you to decompose, you know, decompress. decompose? Decompose? Decompose. <laughs> no, I was just <laughs> waving to my friend who's just walked past and I said decompose. He's still alive. <laughs> decompress and then sort of get into holiday and then you sort of wind yourself back up to come back. Yeah. So how long was your holiday? Um, It was two weeks and when i went back to work on monday
1: morning i sort of i i decided as you do on holidays i came back in a kind of i am going to live my life differently and i'm going to maintain the zen and that's what i'm going to do so i stood there at sort of half past eight in nhs general practice going i am zen and i'm going to run to time and i'm going to stay zen but i lost it with the first patient i didn't lose it with the first patient but i i think i took about half an hour 40 minutes with my first patient and the zen went well, it's, I'm
2: very glad that you're back on holiday. I've missed you. I've missed you both, actually, very much. It's been too long. Yeah. yeah. Colette, how are you?
0: I am very well, thank you. I have not been on holiday in the same way. You have? But I've been away a lot, yes, but in smaller bursts. We went on
2: holiday
1: together. We did. We went to Kilda together. Did you, did you mm. feel sad? I did. But, well, I felt multiple things actually hearing about Colette's trips over the... I felt <laughs> sad about the one that she was on with you. I felt, where was I? I should yeah. have been on that Didn't trip. you feel a I bit left out? Because we, we had rough. a chair for you. I would have paddleboarded. I would have been <laughs> paddleboarding fast and strong. But then I've heard about the other trips that Colette took and I was less jealous
0: of those. Yeah, well, I, I was
2: less jealous of the other <laughs> trips that, Colette, that I wasn't on.
0: <laughs> no, no. A boat on the Norfolk Broads that was hotter than the surface of the sun mm. um, <laughs> and smaller than um, the, the people who were in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my youngest daughter. Sardines so we, uh, in a cow. Oh, yes. And one of those sardines had ADHD, and the other one couldn't get any Wi Fi signal. Um, we got off the boat five days later, and my husband was like, Oh, that was amazing. We're going to have to have a boat. I feel really amazing. And I'm like, Did we just have the same weight?
2: Well, I don't think we had our, the same WhatsApp of, our WhatsApp group agrees that Colette should not get a boat. No.
0: should not get a boat. No. Um, so that, that was a challenge. I then spent a few days, it was work. I spent a few days in a hotel that wouldn't have been of my choosing which was more of a challenge and actually I felt really I felt genuinely quite challenged and quite uncomfortable and I don't often feel that in my life so that was unpleasant
2: and you I think being a psychotherapist tell me if I'm wrong but because you know more challenges maybe you see them more
0: I think so but I think maybe I I tend to interact with people who 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 don't make me feel scared in my body I I don't live in a way where I frequently feel physically afraid yeah um, and I did a couple of times, um, so that was unpleasant. Did you feel as afraid as I
2: did trying to get down off the paddleboard
0: <laughs> <laughs> when, when we were on holiday? You were hysterical, Angela. You should have seen it. So, so Gemma got on the paddleboard and paddled away, mm-hmm. and, but couldn't get down again. So it had to be. <laughs> it's standing only a up. board. Well, uh, she was stuck. Um, stuck. So <laughs> she, she paddled. <laughs> I was in the middle of the lake, so how I managed to know this, I'm not sure, but she. <laughs> She paddled to the very edge of the lake. The, didn't lose the board. Nothing like that. The board didn't tip. Stepped off it as though she was just stepping off like, like an escalator. Yeah, yeah. Picked her up under her arm and stormed off like a toddler. Uh, <laughs> but you did so well to get. We, Look, did,
1: when we had this conversation last time, yeah,
2: this looked unlikely. I, well, I mean, it, <laughs> my watch said two o'clock. That ended at two o'clock. It did. I ended at yeah. two o'clock. <laughs> I was only, not going over.
0: It only started at <laughs> half one though because you put your wetsuit on back to front. <laughs> and, and the whole
2: experience. The, I mean, our kids, our children, loved it, Absolutely and they thought it. it was the best yeah. experience yeah. ever. And and it was good because I, I didn't think I was going to get off my knees, mm-hmm. and I did get off my knees. <laughs> And I got onto my feet, but then I couldn't get back down (laughs) off my feet, back onto my knees. So I did a wall sit for 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And it was
0: traumatic.
2: (laughs) And then I couldn't walk for three days afterwards because I was exhausted.
0: (laughs) You didn't, you then got off and went axe throwing with your temper.
2: I know, but I've got a new skill. Axe throwing. -throwing. I have Mm. got great axe throwing skills. Who knew? I'm, and what an amazing skill to have. It's <laughs> such a good, it's a confidence booster. Yeah. I think that you should get one in your office um, for your clients <laughs> as a stress so. management tool. is it <laughs> tricky? It was brilliant
1: i'm just I, i'm thinking about the rotation of the axe and how hard it might be well to make obviously it land i was some sort of
2: viking in the your form life. Is in
1: your blood. i can tell yeah. this yeah. about you yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. but I'm, I'm i mean i'm that's what i'm, I'm well i don't want to i don't want to spoil the fun but i'm getting one for my sister for a birthday present yeah, i didn't even eat. know you could even buy those things you can as buy them and Q, I in queue i think okay yep. yeah, well yeah.
0: and it's not illegal to go buy axes and take <laughs> them home no who
2: knew and you can have one in your back garden without any um any insurance interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, every day's a school day. So what are we talking <laughs> about today, <laughs> ladies? <laughs> we are talking about do you need more, okay now initially, I'm going to ask you the question, not and I both. want <laughs> not to I want you to give me your immediate answer to that question, and then we're going to explore it. Angela, what do you think? Do you need more? No Colette, do you need more? Yes gemma
0: do you, do you need, need more? Yeah. You are obviously going to go meh.
2: You're torn between both of us.
0: Meh. You're sitting in the middle of both of us. So I know. Meh.
2: And I feel like I'm one of those balance scales, you know, those really big, old-fashioned... That's fashioned,
0: what you look like on the yeah. board, this kind of yeah, kind of... It's kind of like Happy Mondays moment going. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I, I do, I think meh. Okay, so we're going to start with you, Dr. Angela. Do you need more and why? Why was your answer no? Um, I've just come back up holiday,
1: and so I, I feel like... We've talked before about how I like plate spinning and I like to be busy. And I was getting bored yes. by the end of holiday. I needed to achieve and do and all that kind of stuff. But I think maybe from my own context, I'm thinking I need less so that I can slow down and concentrate and create a little bit more space, brain space. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose it's more about <laughs> more of what? Do I want more cake? Yes, I like more cake. <laughs> do I want more cycling? Absolutely. Do I want more work and commitments? Nah, sometimes not. Mm. Colette. Why was your answer yes?
0: Because I think, for me, um, I need more opportunity, more exploration, more bravery, maybe, Um, more belief. Um, I don't necessarily need more of the thing I'm doing. So if I'm not doing enough, if I don't have enough interest and enough new in my life, then before you know it, I'll be vacuuming the garden, which I was two (laughs) days ago, but that's a different story. When you you... get
2: stressed, do you vacuum your garden?
0: (laughs) I do. I can even recommend a vacuum to do it with. Um, So for me, I I think, and some of the people I I see um, in my clinic, we become very kind of restricted so into what we feel able to do and then we do more of that thing might mean typecast yeah but we kind of do it we kind of typecast ourselves yeah. so so we do more of that thing you know I I obviously you're my friend so you know I'm quite prone to OCD so I kind of like size order the pasta um, and <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing how I do are it. we friends I just I don't, don't understand know. it. because <laughs> <laughs> you keep hoping I'll come to your house and do it for you fact vacuum the garden well we did actually um,
2: say off air if we get if we get Colette round to our house and make everything wobbly and wonky. I'm literally going to trigger start her, poking yeah. her. Yeah. We'll yeah. trigger Colette to will, go into a- I
1: will CD mode. Yeah, I will, I'm going to trigger her outside my bathrooms and hand her some bleach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bleach, I can do. Um, but but if I've got other things to do, then no one-two thing gets too big for me, and I don't feel restricted by by it. So I think it's, for, for me, it's a very fine line between feeling safe in something and it being a bit of a prison. Um, when I can't reach out and try other things I'm really big into exploration and into play and into into possibility I guess so more possibility
1: maybe it's about brain clutter I'm sat here thinking is it brain clutter that I need less of or is it me me things that I need more of I think Mm -hmm. sometimes the the stuff that it's obligation that can be difficult, yeah. isn't it? It's doing things when you haven't really got the kind of energy, or you, but you have to. Yeah,
0: I think it's having more that feeds you mm. rather than more that takes from you. So we, we find that balance. And I wonder, um, obviously, we're, we're all mothers, um, and I wonder if our oh, little puppy's just come to the window of the studio. Not, not, we, not on its own. Need, not, not on its own. We all need more puppy. Um, I, I wonder sometimes if, if we just end up with a list of out, like a list of bills yeah. and not enough credit credits in our lives this um, is
1: boundaries though isn't it this is back to our conversation we have a lot is. which is the being able to say no when you feel a no or being yeah. able to say yes when you feel a yes
0: but do you know i think maybe as women we bring we, we, we don't let things go at stages so we're still making the cakes for the pta that we were doing when the kids were in mm. primary school whilst we're trying to set up new businesses and new careers because the kids are actually in secondary school now and don't and aren't at home as much but we don't put the things down mm. we kind of bring them with us like some kind of obligation mm. and then that for me at least, behaves like an anchor mm. and it prevents me from moving forward into something different.
1: I'm such a visual thinker that as soon as you said that, I now have you sort of with things tied behind you, trying to walk, carrying <laughs> PTA cakes,
0: <laughs> and it's challenging. Uh, they're my family. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally saw the metaphor. Totally totally. Saw the metaphor. <laughs> well,
2: I definitely think it's very contextual, isn't it? I mean, it's like, do we need more as, as a society? Probably not. I think that there are so many things, if you're talking about materialistic things, there are so many things that we have. And if we're not already looking at all of our things and being grateful for all of our things, then, then you know, I think that we probably need to st- take a step back and look at the things that we have and go, actually, we've got a lot of things. And if I'm very grateful for them, maybe, maybe don't need more. But then do we need more kindness? Well, yes. You know, I mean, mm. it's like, can we be a little bit more kinder to somebody if you know? Because you never know what someone else is going through, do you? And you never know what story they're 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 about to tell you. And and it's like, do we need more empathy for the people? probably yes
1: so it's always contextual though isn't it because for some people who are real empaths and struggle to see or speak up for their own needs and mm. that they they don't need more of that they need more of the ability to
2: switch off yeah
1: to switch off mm. and i think I, i'm going to hash my neurobiology here but i think a bit of the, the reason that we need more is because of those kind of curiosity dopamine type reward cycles that we we as humans have in us that have helped us to evolve and to get to where we are but mm. they're now being triggered by do i need more likes do i need more yeah. curtains that match my sofa do i need more you know pictures that show me doing amazing things and we get swept up in this cycle
0: mm. So is that kind of aspirational marketing that leads yeah. to validation i think it starts in really like with babies where you now have those um, i don't know what you call them now. so i've not had a baby for a long time but they kind of push a button it blings back at you like a mm. speak and spell so you do something you get a response once mm. you do something you get a response Pavlovian. it is yeah and and you, you have to see the the, the the similarity to that and getting a like mm. and getting you know doing something on your social and getting a like and i think sometimes it, it's very externalized and we're not looking to ourselves so we we need less noise and less stuff um, we need more connection but there's something about more belief in ourselves and our capacities and and then having some experiences to give us a a, a map for it yeah. you know and more voice, maybe. I think as yeah, women, I think yeah. hearing
1: your own voice of your own needs in the middle of we we're kept with. Well, we're not all carers, but I think societally we are supposed to be, or we're certainly told mm. that it's a desirable characteristic. Which means that we often listen to everybody else's voice a lot and help to you know amplify it and respond to it. But a lot of the women that I speak to, and they're just not listening to their own sort of mm. inner barometer of how they're feeling and trusting that that might be accurate. Yeah you know they're labeling it as something that's that's wrong rather than a voice that's that's maybe calling them to act
2: with in your you know in, in your setting in your gp world in your doctor setting do you ever get um a common thing that people want more of <laughs> oh it's um, no
1: i went to this one theme i think I think lots of people think that they should be more, do more, you know, be fitter, be wealthier, be happier, be... But, but I don't think that's necessarily different in my setting than in Colette or yeah. your setting. I think it's a human condition. Yeah. And I suppose the position that I came from at the beginning of all of this was, and it's partly because of my own, you know, slightly ADHD tendencies of got to be doing everything, trying everything, learning everything. I think we need to learn to prioritise and slow down so that we can actually focus on getting something out of the journey to something focus on noticing moments that we're in and the process and by by process I mean you know when we've done something the quiet time that's needed to kind of file it and learn from it and notice it yeah and I think that's what in loads of different themes and loads of different settings because I'm working in lots of different settings really that theme comes up loads
2: and Colette in you know in, in your field do you see a commonality with with what people feel that they lack?
0: I don't know if it's... Uh, m- most people feel they lack choice and resource of yeah. their own. And uh, I, I have... It would be fair to say that I've, I've definitely had more than a few people who are working harder at the thing that isn't working for them. Yeah. You know? So they're mm. kind of stuck in that cycle like a, like a hamster on, on a wheel, going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, wondering why they're still on a wheel. Yeah. Um, uh, and i guess part of my my role is to is to point out the wheel mm. um, but then but then how do you step off that if if that's your safety as well and that's why i think we need to be able to do more just so maybe it's a mixture isn't it you stop you put it all down and you have a look around and say well maybe i'll have a go of of that instead or that wheel or a different wheel or no wheel i i, I don't know but i definitely more so now people are coming in not feeling they have the resource or the um option to make changes so for me,
2: um, the three things that stand out the most when people are saying, I want more and, you know, I want more and I need more, are two very different things. But it's, it's all about the, the moreness. Um, I want more money. Hmm. I want more love. And I want more sex. And those are the three top three things mm. that I hear the most or there is there is something around each of those three things. And when, you know, when I'm talking to people, when people come in, you know, for, for coaching, whether it's physical coaching, life coaching, whatever, it's it's very apparent that um, it's whether it's love, money or sex, it, it, they're all the same. They're all dopamine hits. Exactly. Aren't they?
1: and I think again I'm you know I'm not a neurobiologist but I think the thing that I often think it as a core cause for all of this is we weren't meant to live in these environments we weren't evolved to live in such shiny environments as many of yeah. us live in and we're not that much further evolved than some of the basic neurology and the circuits and things that just there for survival but we you know, I, I, getting into pornography as a subject is probably a little bit complicated on on in this kind of a setting. But I always think of that in my sexology work. It's a bit like hitting the tequila cabinet. You know, when you first start drinking, you you are hitting so many um, sort of senses in your head with yeah. really easily available dopamine hits that you get very used to that level of stimulation. And I think, like anything in life, we've got to be conscious of. Um, I don't know just some sort of moderation in none of these things are inherently bad but we probably need to be more aware of yeah. modifying our th- our feed modifying our stimulation you know doing both ends of the spectrum rather than always ramped up
0: yeah I'm seeing a lot of excess actually, yeah you, know, you said that yeah a lot of kind of well I've done it I've done all of it I've done it twice and then I did a bit more how, so do, I also, it? You know, yeah. how do I intensify you know exercise Gemma. the
1: ultras the can I do can I make it harder yeah
0: Do you see when when people
2: have got more, do you see that there is a new program that they need to create or is there anything around when you have too much of something that then starts to become quite uh, negatively effective on your brain or your life?
0: Yeah, so you'd, you'd see it with substance. Mm. Um, alcohol um, would be uh, would be one. Um, because it, it, it's, it's a decreasing return. So there's, a, I think it's a, a Chinese saying that the banquet is in the first bite. And obviously, I don't know it in Chinese or Japanese or whichever language Why it is. Why not? So I should and I feel the need to apologise. I feel like I should um, be a tattoo for the first time should, ever. I, it want, I want in <laughs> Sanskrit.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the banquet is in the, the first bite. banquet is in the
0: first bite. Um and I think there's something in that in that kind of that that first taste of of anything is just transformative it's amazing it takes you to something you've not had before either if it's knowledge or if it's sensory if it's whatever that is and we want it again mm. and we simply can't have it again for the first time that's and that not is possible. the dopamine cycle isn't it and I, mean, I know you know this inside
1: but yeah. out but yeah you never get the same hit as nope. you do the first time you are back trying to do the same again yep. and that's why you have to ramp it up yeah. and I think we do that you know, we, we know about addiction cycles There's a whole conversation in sexology around whether, you know, sex and addiction are compulsion or, or whatever. There's a lot of controversy around it. But um, I don't think that's that different from I need more money. I need more love. I need more. It's all that stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an external fix for an internal hole normally, yes. and I'm aware that was a bit more graphic than I intended it to be. <laughs> you you said hole. Oh. I did say hole. I did say hole. I often think about um, uh, kind of in terms of Lego bricks, you know, Legos and and kind of bits that haven't been made when you've made the tower, and bits that are missing, and it's like like a huge gap in the Lego tower. And oh, I'll I'll, I'll put some drink in it, or I'll put some sex in it, or mm. I'll put some risky behaviours in it. I'll I'll run an ultra marathon. I'll I'll put all these things in that, and and it's not about being healthy. It's not it's not a choice to build your tower taller yeah it's about trying to stop it falling down trying to stop that's a lovely
2: analogy like when that. when i was competing and i got my strength my physical strength when i was in the world Strongest Women competition to the to the point where you know i was at my absolute peak there was a moment that i i just it was a real sort of aha moment where i when i st- just before i stopped competing was i was like do I actually need more strength you know, do I need more of this or am I just strong enough? And it was it was actually after I've, I had my second child and eight weeks after I'd had him, I competed in the World's Strongest Women competition. And I wouldn't recommend that for anybody mm. because physically that's the really, really stupidest yeah, thing to yeah. do. But my body was very obviously I'd, I'd competed for. 15 years until that point or whatever it was and and I think at that point I'd, I'd trained all the way through the pregnancy um and I'd recovered quite quickly very quickly in comparison to the first kid but at that point when I said to myself after that competition I was like do I need more strength and that was when I decided to sort of share it out over <laughs> the areas of my the rest of my life because I really focused. I'd so much on my physical strength in my physical body that there were other areas of my life that lacked strength Mm. so i sort of you know what you're talking about your lego bricks i took a massive you know say if you had 10 bricks in your physical area i took two off and put them in my mental area Mm. my emotional area my you know my my hormonal area all these different sorts of things and i shared it amongst that and that's why when people say are you ever going to get back competing i don't need to I love that. Yeah, I think that's
1: a really because because that's the reality as well. You'll also reach a limit, and whatever you were learning about yourself, whether it was kind of an internal validation, external validation thing, it's got a limit. Yeah, in one specific direction. Yeah, I used to, and again, this is probably part of that bit of my brain that likes to sort of learn and do things. I serially get into things, try and do them very well, then kind of go, okay, I can do that, and then I lose my interest in it. And I yeah. think. I don't think it's always an unhealthy thing. I think it's back to the quote that we were—we're we're so highbrow around here. We were banding around Sylvia Plath quotes before well, you and I were banding around.
0: she was googling. No, Sylvia Plath.
2: I was googling Sylvia Plath,
1: and I'm you were—you were quoting
2: Plath. her to the
0: letter.
1: But the, the, and I can't quote the quote properly. But she made a quote along the lines of "There's not enough life to learn and be and do all the things that she'd like to do." I think that that's quite a nice founding principle is uh, to get something from learning but then to be able to step off and do something else. It's, it's balance. Ultimately, it's balance. It is
0: balance. And you say that to me, Jim. when I'm in the gym, you know, you say, "Worst well, the effect of give your brain a rest and use your body. You know, for every hour you use your brain, you need to be using your body. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and I like that. Why
1: do I not train with you? Well, well you we all wonder that. I've
0: got an aftermath. I can't that. keep that's, up with that's, you. Got
2: everything
1: that's joyful out of cycling
2: is there anything yes no there is nothing joyful about cycling and you cycle of 90 kilometres is it on the kilometers. same category as paddleboarding
1: yeah no that is that's joyous if you take the paddleboard put it inside a gym and then make me just do it mechanically inside yeah. no that's not joyful
0: okay, we're going to have to bring Gemma but, but I, I just bring Gemma bring Angela but I just I just think there's something in that we, 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 do the, we do the thing that validates us so we do the thing more and more and more and more and more that gives us the validation but it's mm. a diminishing return mm. so we just do it more and more and then you end up like me vacuuming the garden because the house is so clean seriously
1: come to my (laughs) house house, when you're in that that balance it out i need some of your tidy oh yeah
0: yeah um and and i think there's there's something in then just going okay so i've done that i've done enough of that what else what else am i not doing what am i not doing whilst i'm doing this and would i want to would i want to try that instead would i want to give it a go yeah what am i missing
2: so here's a question
0: would i'm slightly nervous (laughs)
2: I got excited. Did you? Mm,
0: Interesting. funny. Would Especially you, you
1: like well
2: more time?
0: Yes. Yeah,
2: I would.
1: I think that's the thing that drives me. I got really into Hamilton. I get really into lots of things. And I went to see Hamilton, which is a show in London that probably many people have heard about. But... It's, the a it, it's a musical. It's a musical, and
0: for hours and hours. And Have you seen hours? it? Oh, really? Yes. The
2: face says you've yes. seen it. We're I very so
1: opposite much. in many of these things. But the, the <laughs> point of it was there was a thing saying like, "Why do you write while you're running out of time?" And that yeah. I feel like I'm running out of time, and sometimes really? in a good way. I sometimes think that it is a motivating thing i know i did um i did hospice medicine i I worked in in a hospice for 10 years and you know i still do palliative medicine as part of what i do in general practice i am well aware that you're doing well if you get your three score years and 10 or whatever absolutely so i think i've always had that sense that you know, at any point, um, it's a lovely analogy that life is a party, and sooner or later you get tapped on the shoulder and you've got to go. And I feel a bit like that sometimes. Like yeah. I've got, I've got a lot to do. I've got lots of things yeah. I want to do. Yeah. So it's motivating, but it, but there's always a shadow side to everything. And I think the shadow side of that is it can be exhausting if you get one too many things. Mm.
0: I think I feel that I mean I'm as we know going to be 50 at my next birthday and as we know I am not okay about it um and I didn't think I'd have a problem with ageing but I thought that when I was in my 20s and therefore I wasn't so I was very nearly 50 um uh, and there's, there's, I think, some of it is aspirational marketing. Our society, particularly, really values youth. Yeah, um, it, you know, really, the, the epitome of everything is is being young. I think it's probably worse for women as well. I think it definitely, it's this is very like, much yeah, my
1: area that yeah. I work in. We're
0: past our sell by date, finish, mm. give, finish giving birth. Off you go. Mm. You're done now. Go go plant some. Primulas or whatever it is people plant. Grow a cardigan. Um, grow a cardigan. <laughs> go and grow a cardigan and don't grow an opinion. And, and I do feel I've, I feel increasingly irrelevant to society, and that there's nothing I can bring. Not that I believe isn't of value, but the society doesn't value. I totally.
1: I, I noticed this even on holiday. You know, I'm I'm at the be well, I'm not necessarily at the beginning end of my forties now. I'm 43, so I suppose I'm nudging towards the middle of my forties. And I start to notice things that I didn't realise, how beautiful young people are, how beautiful know. their skin is. How you know. dare they?
0: How dare I know, they? And,
1: but I remember being really unaware of that. Mm. I mean, I definitely had periods where I was far from beautiful because I didn't quite get my shit together, but, you know, am I allowed to say that? Gemma I think just so, grinned. it's okay. <laughs> when Ofcom doesn't hear this.
0: Good. <laughs> but, you know, no, now I, you've I often done feel...
1: It. <laughs> so I work with people who struggle with, you know, sexual function, and I work with them across all age groups, and I often speak to young women who are at the epitome of what society is telling them is beautiful and firm and all that sort of stuff and I've had them say well you know I talked to them about vaginismus which is about um, pain due to muscle spasm and one of the things that you'll do when you're getting back to penetrative sex is you will ask somebody to be on a woman on top position in heterosexual sex so they're in control of penetration they're sort of in control of it and I've had you know several patients say I can't do that because they can see me and it's you know oh, I really? sit here in my 40s working with loads of women in their 40s who are struggling with libido and struggling with body image and i find it a really good reminder that even when we were at that stage most of us didn't have self-esteem that went with it or most of us you know because you were still measuring yourself up and and finding that you fell short and that's back to more again it's society's view of what we're meant to be i also think aspirational at
2: all stages it's rubbish for us i also think that with you know when you when we're saying do you need more do you want more sex it's it's the 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 what i've seen in my clinic is that the it's split 50 50 it's the same for women and it's the same for Mm -hmm. men and i think that men are also well they'll always want to have more sex but in actual fact women's when women's libido go it's i'm seeing a lot of people say i just want it back
1: i think what i find interesting and you know stats can always be manipulated but there is a statistic that says that the biggest group of people engaging in extramarital affairs is women and i often think it's quite relevant that you know, women's societal scripts for women are that their libido is often lower than male libido or that women are not the initiators. They're the kind of cultural scripts. But I think a lot of people of both genders or all genders um, don't necessarily want the sex that's available to them. They don't necessarily. And again, is that back to that's the
2: difference?
1: It's back to more again and the sort of diminishing returns so well, there's someone proposed an erotic equation which is basically desire plus obstacle equals mm-hmm. you know attraction or equals eroticism and I think that that's what happens in everything that we desire the more available it
2: gets to us the more difficult it is sometimes to get the same hit from it. It goes back to what Colette was saying about, um, you know, the the first the the banquets in the first bite.
0: It is, But I've just had visions of me trying to jump over the obstacles in the gym (laughs) on the space hopper as soon as you said (laughs) sex and obstacles. Yeah, yeah, that's not the visual. You've not seen this video yet, have you? I've seen some space hopping with
1: Gemma in it, but not not Not, sort of hopping towards anyone. (laughs) on
0: the space hopper, whom I've called Nigel because it felt rude not to call him something since I was bouncing up and down on his head Um, (laughs) trying to jump over the bunny hops and all you can hear me saying is i'm gonna win <laughs> beautiful <laughs> it. I, 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 yeah i think i think we can all agree that was one of my finer yeah. moments um, and so then you
2: posted to... it on your social
0: media i did i like, then posted it on my social media Charles. nice um i know i know um you had to ask me something jem
2: about no i was just saying about the um you know how the the, the banquets in the first bite and yeah. how you know we're when you're looking at um you know how, what you have right now is it actually what you want or is it something else that's round the corner are you looking towards are you peeking around the corner for something that you've got right in front of you but you actually want something a little bit different
1: but it's a paradox isn't it that that's the whole
2: flipping problem that
1: we have with everything i think is that what we've got is familiar it's safe mm. it gave us the hit of pleasure in the beginning That's diminished I don't know what we should be moving towards because if we only ever follow curiosity and growth and new things then there's nothing in stability and comfort Mm. and you know so that it's like I always come back to this kind of yin yang thing of you need a foot in one camp and a foot in the other you do need stability and familiar we need time of nothingness and then we need time where we're active engaging and
2: kind of growing and learning and I mean, we were saying that about coming back off holiday and being in, you know, still being in holiday mode. Mm. You know, you've, you've got this, you're, you're on, you're away and there's there's not as many stress and um, stressors. You clearly and weren't
0: on a boat with my children. You know, <laughs> no, holiday. I wasn't, but
2: I was on the WhatsApp group <laughs> the that WhatsApp was associated to that. With the boat <laughs> and my children, yes. Um, but you do, you sort of, you get back into mindfulness. And, you know, I I never really took a holiday for about 10, well, more than 10, about 20 years really. Um because I never saw the the benefit to it, you know, but now just a break, not Mm. even a whole, I don't have to go anywhere, just actually having a break. I really, really enjoy it. So I've actually, you know, I've I've put four weeks a year in my gym where I'm away and my clients understand that. And I've never done that. I mean, that's a boundary that I've only just Mm. created four Mm. years ago. And, and that, I, those breaks have just, really filled me back up and you know you were talking about the lego bricks you know I I was the other day I was talking to one of my clients and I was saying about when people come in I see them as jigsaws and sometimes there's a few pieces missing but sometimes that you know they're barely even the frame of the jigsaw Mm -hmm. and you know it's like well sometimes you know the worrying thing that I get is when people go oh but I feel so much better when I'm around you and it's like you've got to realize that if you take me away mm. you mm. still have the ability mm-hmm. to feel better yeah. but it's you've got to put your own jigsaw pieces but back
1: isn't that everything that's back to internal external validation again isn't mm. it so so for a long time i think a lot of people will only see you know who they are from a reflection of how other people react to them, and they take that sort of sense of self from what happens so if, you know you're only as good as your last success, so you're only as good as the last mm. person you thought you were hot or whatever else and I think that's a shifting perspective that's really important that you know if you can work out what you're drawing from a connection or what someone's bringing out in you then you really do recognise you've got all those ingredients and bits and pieces inside yourself already. You just weren't in, a, in an environment that was allowing you to access it. Mm. But, yeah, I think I'm shifting my perspective from where we started, as ever. I was firmly on the no. And I knew as soon as you did, you kind of wavy. Mm, I'm not quite sure whether it's just more that I was going to move into your camp. And I, I think, like, everything... <laughs> The answer is somewhere in the middle. It's in the balance between more of more of the good stuff and less of the distracting stuff, and being able to know the
2: difference. See, that's interesting because I had a conversation with my partner yesterday, and we were talking about um, taking the easy road, and I have an issue with this. And we, it was a two-hour issue, and I didn't have the time <laughs> to have a two-hour issue about taking the easy road for something because. I think that the word easy is quite a judgmental word mm-hmm. and it is very much about um a perception of what is easy and what is hard. So I find being strong extremely easy mm. because it's genetically absolutely my entirety. Mm. Um but I find bicycling very hard. Whereas the opposite with mm. you and I'm I, like I would a be piece of spaghetti. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm really weak. <laughs> but it, it's it it's it's perspective, isn't it? It's it's how you it's perception and, mm. and what you find easy and what you find hard is um it's it's just it's a judgment whereas when i am looking towards being you know when when i'm when we're talking about choosing your heart Mm. and you know it's it's how i can i believe that people need to be out of their comfort zone so they need that they need to find something that they they find challenging You know, I will always set myself a challenge every year that I really, really, really don't want to do. Is that when you were running? That is exactly when I was running. (laughs) But then I got to the point where I really hate running because my body is not made, I'm not a runner. But then I got to the point and I said to the girl, I was running with Charlie, I said, when we started, I said, by the end of this, we will love it. Mm. And it was true. And mm. we did because obviously of all the chemicals that happen. You just get the- your
1: dopamine from that anyway, don't exactly. you? In the end,
2: you overcome it. That's right. So, you know, the only proof I've got is that when something's hard, it can become enjoyable. <laughs> and <laughs> talking to a sexologist <laughs> but you know it's it's one of those things that i believe that people need more challenges I, be, I believe that people need more things that are difficult but i
0: believe people need to choose those things so yeah. that they, they need to not be externally scripted just yeah. because just because so, so i i find being flexible really 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 easy i'm very very bendy i do a lot of yoga and in your um, life
2: as well you're very flexible as a person
0: I am. Yeah, I, I run lots of businesses. I do lots of things, and I and I like that. I like that flexibility. I've got like bouncy castle boundaries. You know, it's always a bit of giving it. Um, and I've completely forgotten what I was going to say now. It's hard, left in my easy, head, choosing hard, hard, easy, choose. Um, so I, I was raised Catholic. So um, I like things to be as hard as they possibly can, and the guilt that is associated <laughs> with that because I feel grounded in that. Um, but but I think that there's something wanna choosing what you want to do and then making sure it's something that you can do so that's your experience so choosing things that are massive too difficult or someone else has told you and you don't really want to do them and then not doing them is like telling a dog to sit who isn't sitting Mm. you're simply reinforcing that that isn't going to happen and my my husband ran a 10k first one in three decades at the weekend and um and, 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 you know, and he didn't die, which is, a, he was lapped by a man <laughs> dressed as a sunflower, um, as an octogenarian. Um, but, but for me, it was the fact that he showed up at the start line. Yeah. So he, he kept a promise to himself and he planned for it and he, and he did that. And then he turned up at the start line, mm. you know. So there's something about that. You, you choose what you're going to do and you see it through each step of the way. Mm -hmm. so for me as a therapist that's probably the most important thing i think that that can make a change because no change is overnight no change or very few changes are massive they're all a succession of like small steps Mm. yeah and so
2: when looking at how we can give advice tips and and how and and actually today we're going to do something a bit different we're all going to give each other right oh are we Yes. yes so angela what do you need or want more of
1: Oh. Honestly, I think for me, it's quiet headspace. What okay.
2: I really miss is that. Okay. Colette, what do you want slash need more of?
0: Um, self-belief. Self-belief? Yes, yeah. yeah,
2: self And I would say that I would like more... Connect. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I think Obviously. that's available. That's available. <laughs> I already yeah, have.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, would, I, would like, I would like more time. Okay, so who wants who? Oh,
1: I think Colette is easy. I mean, she should have way more time. Believe in a very in a bit of a should word,
0: Doctor Wright. Well it was, I'm not <laughs> i judging, <should>. I'm judging <laughs> that you don't
1: believe in yourself
2: and judging, in all of your amazingness.
0: because yeah, that's going to help bring so, about So, so do you want to
2: take Colette? No, no, not now. No, no, I
0: don't. No, I not She can stick her. You can take Jem. Jem, you can do me. I'll do you. Okay. Wait, I do, All right. <laughs> so
2: I'll i will start. So for, for people and you, obviously, you are looking for more self-belief. Yes. And and I think uh, in if you were to come to me, which you do. <laughs> which you do every do. day. Every day. she doesn't have it. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting.
0: But like, well, I, I am one of the people who only feels better when I'm with Jemma.
2: <laughs> but it's it's like it, self belief is is very uh, layered for me, and it's like an onion. So I think That's that Shrek, yes, also <laughs> self belief, and Shrek is based upon my self belief theory. <laughs> no, I'm um, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so when when you actually start to to layer out, you know, the reasons that you don't have self belief, it's a very very slow process, and what I think. People don't realise is that all of a sudden they've got one less layer of, of no self belief, and yeah. the core of yourself is right there. And and every every time something good or bad happens, or you're challenged and you overcome something, you maybe you overcome adversity adversity, you're onion gets smaller, and Sometimes. all of a sudden you are at your core and you don't realise it, and then you've got all this self belief, but it, it's so organic that you don't realise it. Now, what I see in you, and I think that you know, for anybody that's looking for more self belief. Um, If you actually are really consciously aware of what is actually changing in your life and what is becoming better and how you feel better about yourself. Because if you look at yourself from January to now, the difference in you... I can put
0: my own knickers on. (laughs) You can! I put my back out in January for the (laughs) listeners and I couldn't put my own knickers on. Now I can.
2: There you go. But also, I mean, look what you've achieved from now. And And I think what we tend to forget to do is actually write all the things that we've achieved Mm. down on a daily basis because you know i achieved an amazing conversation with my boyfriend about taking things um you know taking the easy road taking the hard road and things like that but it was a really positive thing because at the end of it we accomplished something that we got to the next level of Mm -hmm. our relationship Mm -hmm. because it was our first thing that we'd not disagree. It wasn't a disagreement, wasn't an argument, but it was a different perception of what we were talking about. And at the end of it, we were much, much, much closer together Mm -hmm. because we'd had a conversation. So I was like, right, okay, I'm really grateful for that. On a daily basis, self belief is something that you have to see and working on. Write everything down on a daily basis that you have achieved. And then all of a sudden, when you look back at that That'd a be year a really later, long list. exactly. But then you think, actually, this self belief thing that I've got, I've only now got proof that I have self belief.
0: So the visual on that is not so much looking for self belief because that's already at the core of you. It's taking off the, the disbelief, like almost as almost like big onion mm, you know, overcoats.
2: Yeah. Because you've only got <laughs> yeah. proof that you can. Yeah. Which means it's a doing
0: thing. One has to do it in order to get the experience that you can do it and the belief comes from that. But also notice that
1: you're doing it. I think what you're saying there is if the end point is this vision of somebody with unshakable self-belief, which I don't incidentally think is a good thing. I I have this thing about imposter syndrome. It's Mm. quite useful. It's not bad to have some degree of kind of, you know, doubt. Doubt's healthy. Um, But I think what you're saying is notice all the things you do that are getting you towards that better place. And I think back to the beginning of our conversation that's the point isn't it? it's not an yeah. all it's not a nothing yeah. it's noticing the, the journey of something
2: yeah colette Angela oh god so you want more headspace um just before you do Angela I'm just going to throw in there I'm changing my thing from time to um more balanced hormones just like because it's you right
1: I'm so grateful (laughs) because honestly I was like how do I tell how do I
2: with
0: no headspace I know but
2: I I, it's like I want it's like I want a free (laughs) consultation
0: (laughs) you can (laughs) have one of those anyway um so I, I would say for you and what was your it, thing again? It's, it's to have more head space. Mm. headspace. space. to make friends with what's in your head. So rather <laughs> than rather than trying to chase them out and being kind of look, looking for things past them or through them or kind of moving them out of the way to find some other space, because that's still finding something. That's still trying to put something else in there. Make friends with what's in there and find space within that. I would always say yoga because yoga is about finding space in your body, in your breath, in your in your life. But but, but don't add it in. Don't add one more thing in to, to your book or to your head or to your diary. Just make friends with what's already going on in there.
1: I did do yoga, interestingly, and loved it. And it got dropped really quickly because it, I just got busy again. But I really, during the time that I was doing it, I really appreciated. Because it's not so much, um, it's not so much... Problematic thoughts in there. Actually, for me, it's the quietness to follow a thinking process from the beginning to the yeah, end. It I is say, literally process time. Just yeah, make
0: friends with that. And I'm actually doing a, a yoga teacher training course next year because I've clearly got time for that. Um, <laughs> and it gives you a certificate. And it gives, it gives me two <laughs> certificates. I'm just being honest about this. Two certificates. Um, I did do one years ago, but I kind of wanted to, to a, a specific one that's down in Cornwall with this amazing guy called Dan. Um, but there's something about making it easy, keeping it available. It it doesn't have to be a script, it's not like an Instagram model, it's not like that. You don't even need a match. You don't you don't need to touch toes. You don't need it's kind of somewhere you go within yourself, within your breath, w- which reconnects you to yourself, mm. to your universe to your mind and There's grounding, you a grounding isn't there i think mm. that's
1: and back to where i started with holiday i think when the when the noise of all the jobs and the tasks and everything eventually kind of settled settled away as much as it can do when you're sort of running a clinic or whatever yeah um that's when i got still and i rarely find still and i really liked it too much of it would drive me nuts but
0: you, yeah you yeah, remember you saying you know i'm the other side of my age mm. at this moment yeah mm. yeah but then but then you got bored of that you had yeah. enough of that there was enough and it was time to pick it up again but that's just process but you isn't made it? friends with it yeah, you made yeah. friends with it and you recognized it
2: so i have polycystic ovarian syndrome mm. and i've had it since whenever i was diagnosed with 14 or something um, and at 14 there wasn't very much information about it at that time so I was kind of like just gone oh here's a leaflet and it was like you know um, A4 you know an A6 piece of paper you know the bit of writing how on. big
1: is A6 a, smaller
2: it's a, it's a quarter of A4 okay I'm
0: with you right um, that's not very validating side, is side <laughs> issue yeah. your
2: problem is so small we yeah. can only fill we
0: popped it on the-
2: it knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Signed by the doctor in his right and I didn't understand. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I would like more ability to control my stress hormones. Please. Ah, but I think we're gonna
1: get into where you and I have slightly different models of medicine here. Yes, and I would like your model. Well my model of medicine is that actually the the there's no such thing as balance as such in that, that a lot of it ah. is There's a lot that's spoken about, about balancing hormones, and a lot of that is not coming from a core medical model, actually. So, for example, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, is more to do with how your body reacts to your hormones rather than the fact that the hormones themselves are innately wrong. In even PCOS, it's more to do with how the ovaries respond to insulin insensitivity than it is to do with them as being the kind of core Issue, you know, it's not a gynecological issue at its core. So, but you're talking about stress hormones, which to me, that's adrenaline, that's cortisol, that's that side of things. Does that have anything to do with my PCOS? Oh, God, that's a really clever question. And I'm not a PCOS specialist. Most there are interactions between your stress hormones and your sex hormones. Absolutely. They suppress the pituitary, they suppress sinus cycles and things that it's why women stop having periods when they're really stressed. So, yes, there are interactions specifically in PCOS you would only, you ovulate less than the average person anyway with PCOS. And if you have high levels of stress hormone, you're going to be suppressing that cycle even more. Yeah. So balancing would have more, it would have less drugs in my answer and more holistic, a lot of the stuff that you do on a day in day out basis anyway in but terms for of myself. nutrition yeah for your, exactly well that not that just the case always is it the healer heal thyself it's complete. it's the wounded healer thing isn't it yeah, That we, yeah. we, we warm towards our subject area because it's often been something we haven't done in ourselves Absolutely. particularly well so it is about the original thing that you said about needing more time I would take you back to your first question my oh, lovely oh
2: well there you go and you so did your, answer your, it your answer
1: is not necessarily medicine here it's the stuff that you peddled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you both need to do yoga alright can we do that with okay. Where Dan
1: is and can he do a course do, somewhere I'm, in the I'm signing up for your yoga class it's called
0: yoga like water an amazing course please really say it doesn't, course. it doesn't involve
2: a paddleboard. it <laughs>
0: doesn't involve a paddleboard. I
2: was up for that when I thought water was involved ladies it has been as usual an absolute pleasure and joy to be in your company thank you very much and we will see you next time
0: the doctor, the therapist, and the coach was presented
2: by Gemma Taylor with Dr. Angela Wright and Colette Safil. This was a Live Lounge podcast production from Y01 Radio. For more episodes of this and other podcasts, go to yonradio.co.uk.